the award-winning Mercedes-Benz Vito invites you to get this with Tony Martin and Robin Butler. That's right, Robin's going to be cheating on Mick today. How are you wow, feeling? I feel dirty. <laughs> Already, I feel guilty. I looked up and I heard, you know, I had the headphones and the in front of the microphone and I looked up and it's not Mick and Rue. <laughs> It's not that odour, I should have known. (laughs) We opt for pants on this program. Uh, We will be crossing to a special press conference, which uh, Peter Costello has called, in which he will not answer any questions because it wouldn't be appropriate. (laughs) Uh, We'll also have Crime Watch, and we'll be finding out uh, what size uh, is a decent size for a pair of pants. <laughs> Sorry, uh, I'm sure you were going to be. I've got something wow. to say. You're going to be doing that you. on your show. Sorry, Robin, we've we've beaten you to that one. <laughs> it's all coming up on Get This, so let's climb aboard the fun bus. I <laughs> remain of the view that um, if I go under that bus, uh, Peter is the man. That'll be ZZ Top here at Get This on Triple M around mm. the nation. Good morning, everybody. It's me, Tony Martin. It's that man, Ed Cavalier. Morning. It's Richard Marsden pushing buttons yeah. and push one now for Robin Butler. There we go. Oh, thank you very much. Well, it's a bit early in the morning. Does this feel weird? It really does, because I, I don't expect me to have anything to say topically. <laughs> I don't look at the news till 10. Oh, that's all right. Paper. I'm still getting kids out the door and right. packing lunches. I did in a very big hurry. I don't know what Are I've Are you packed. talking about Mick and Rue? Yes. <laughs> you kidding? They don't eat before no. three. <laughs> uh, no, my, my own kids at home. Mm-hmm. I have different ones at the studio. Right. Uh, my own kids at home. Oh, yeah, I've packed... Half a buttoned up pumpkin, I think. Can they get so, through that for lunch? That's nice. Is Wayne taking care of that business? No, he's not. Haven't you been listening to Tough Love? Haven't you been listening to me whinge that he's not there? No. He's left me. Oh, where is he? What's he doing? For Well, it's a finite period, he tells me. He, he's actually <laughs> filming something. He's filming something. Is he in that show Stupid, Stupid Man? That's the one. Is that the hot dog story? <laughs> it might be. And I hope he's not filming that thing that happened to hot dogs later. <laughs> Really? Because I want to be on set. <laughs> but if you guys I don't be... even know what no, happened to right. hot dogs. That's all right. Has that been axed yet? Uh, hot, dogs, has hot dogs up late with hot dogs been axed yet? I hope not. Mm-hmm. There were some of those I wish I'd taped. Oh, yeah? There was some where no one was just calling in. No one was interested in the puzzle. Well, yeah. I, I told you what they do in Germany when that happens. Why? Well, they have a version of hot dogs up late in Germany, except it's like an attractive woman. And when, <laughs> and when no one's ringing, she just takes off her bikini top and um, sunscreens herself. That's what I do in Tough Love. <laughs> when we don't get any calls. Almost really? every oh, break. Oh, yeah. Is that right? Oh, it's a fun fight in there. <laughs> Ed loves to imply that the people in the Big Brother house are stupid. Uh, I know, I, I like to say it expressly. You got that clip, uh, Richard? I think uh, Mandy D's uh, tracked down a clip that uh, refute that. Okay. Really? Sorry, I'll... We had a great one the other day where they couldn't work out what the phrase was. Six or one or half a dozen of the other. Uh, well, that's a toughie. That was an entire episode. Yeah. But... I used to know a guy... Who used to say that all the time, use that expression, but he used to say, oh, you know, it's like half a dozen of one, dozen of the other. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Which I thought yeah, was a I lovely know, yeah. on that. <laughs> exactly. what, so it's completely different. <laughs> Robin, thanks for coming in. Mm. Uh, what exactly uh, would be going on at this point of, of Tough Love? Uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Much the same. <laughs> How is the show going? Because we're rifling through our our podcast at the time it goes out. It's it's like rubbing the uh, dog's nose in its own business. That's what we call it. <laughs> go back through our show. Putting There's the, a lovely image. together for the it's, podcast. It's it's going very well. Mm. It's going very well. I'm. Uh, I, I don't know if the, I think there's a promo going around. I think I'm allowed to say this. I'm actually being left again. Every man in my life. I expect you two to get up and leave in a minute. We do have. Uh, 
Yeah. 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 Oh, is this, uh, I think it's some movie business, oh, yeah, some big screen movie business. When is that movie coming out, Boy Town? Uh, 2015, I think. <laughs> ah, yeah. perfectly but timed. Gee, it's going to be good. Oh, I think we're gonna... giving it wow. enough board sizzle. <laughs> <laughs> Have you managed to find that clip? Have a listen to this, guys. I hate super girls, and you're so intelligent. <laughs> I'm not really that intelligent. Yes, you are. I'm just witty no, and not intelligent. You are. Music. You can back it up. Everything you say, you can back it up, and that's fine. Yeah. And when you don't know a word... You say, what's that word? And it's the okay. same with me because yeah, when, it comes, like, when it comes to no. literature and all that kind of yeah. and articulating words, I'm mm. not that good. My vocab's not very good. When it comes to the literature and all that, dude. <laughs> and as you can tell, I think they're in a bath. And pretty I much. the lapping of the spa. When you're in a bath with a woman, you'll say anything, won't you? Mm. You're really good at literature. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We were talking about pickup lines on Tough Love yesterday, actually, and that's a goodie. <laughs> what was Mix? Mm. I don't know if you could say it the first time. <laughs> I think the broadcasting authority might have something to say. I'm certainly not going to say it the second. Wow. Mm. Fair enough. Okay. Sounds good. What it are might the, be on the podcast. What are the other big topics of the moment? Is, is Mix still obsessed with Jessica Alba? Yes. He tells me that the that film, Into the Blue... Oh. The greatest film ever made, he claims. Have you seen I, it? I saw it. He reckons it's the new Citizen Kane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some levels, it is. I yeah. see. What, what, what's so brilliant about it? Mrs. Mm. Mo, it's just Jessica Alba <laughs> in a series of bikinis. Her what Citizen's more? Kane. <laughs> Here's a quote from, mm. uh, from Jessica Alba in, in one of the famous magazines. Yeah. Uh, she dreams of an opportunity to sunbake topless and feels frustrated because paparazzi attention means she can't. Uh, I'd like, you know what, I... I you would, share that dream? Yeah, I yes. do. I do. <laughs> and I would personally like to help Jessica make that a reality. If I could, I'll build an enclosure. How yeah. about that? Mm. A paparazzi-free enclosure. You've been warned off doing that by the courts, remember, Ed? <laughs> Only in Australia. <laughs> do you feel like you're on your program now? <laughs> yes, I certainly do. It's descended to this very quickly. Maybe it's me. Maybe it's not me. Exactly. To do with you. There we go. All right, let's get it started. Get this. Now. Wow, the James Blunt just had a little bit more sizzle than usual. Wow, that sounded good. It sounded hot. Triple M. Rob, Rob Butler's sitting in. Yeah. What's the matter with you, Ed? Oh, just laughing. Because uh, off air we were talking about uh, the turkey slapping, which I missed because I was away. Yes. And I said, oh, Robin, did they have an excuse? The guys have an excuse as to why they did it. Robin just looked at me and went, it's fun, Ed. Get over it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a bit of harmless fun. He knows fun. nothing. He's been in Germany. He's all tightened up. Yes, oh, true. What, what about your kids? I mean, are they as hard to control as the uh, kids in that house? Uh, no, my kids are lovely. Yes. Mm. They're not... Uh, I was actually uh, kind of in shock yesterday when my 11-year-old came home and said, um, Mum, do you know such and such at school, little girl? And I said, oh, I'm not sure, I'm not sure. She said, yeah. She's bisexual. <laughs> really? How old are these kids again? 11. 11? Mm. Wow. Gee, they're savvy these days. They're yeah. getting onto the bisexuality <laughs> earlier, aren't they? <laughs> Swear to God, I don't think I knew that. What that was, so I was 30. Really? I was a late developer, yeah. sure. <laughs> but, you know, that's kind of freaky, don't you think? How yeah. do you know that when you're 11? What are you feeding them? Is it a dietary issue? I think it's issue? the chicken. <laughs> I think it's the antibiotics chicken. in the chicken. Hey, what uh, breakfast cereal do you give your kids? Well, oh. What yeah. do they want you really first? Want Which one do they yeah. want? We have, uh, Emily has porridge. Right, that's good. Okay, so that's the first cab off the rank. Uh, Molly has to have the green... 
Oh, see, we go green, purple, white. Yeah. I know what? wheat bix. We have special K, which is white. Somebody has to have special K with wheat bix. Somebody else has Sultana brand. Oh, that's me. That's right. Yeah. Somebody has the green. I don't know. It's in a green box. One of the kids needs a decaf. <laughs> Mochaccino. Because <laughs> there's the Kellogg's people. They make the breakfast cereal. Do yeah. a fine job. Yeah. Not saying they don't. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Runs on the board in the breakfast caper. Yeah, hey, yeah. I just gave them a big plug. But what about the names? You know, you used to have uh, your Kellogg's cornflakes. Good name. Mm-hmm. Good name. For a breakfast cereal. Cocoa Pops. Yeah. Makes yeah. sense. Sounds like a breakfast cereal. Fruit Loops. Mm. Sounds like fun. Does. What the hell is Kellogg's Guardian? <laughs> Have you seen that? <laughs> Advertising that at the moment. Kellogg's Guardian. <laughs> Kellogg's Stormtrooper. You know, you know, you know Kellogg's Enforcer. The, the, oh. the lights have just gone out in the studio. That's oh. a tribute to Peter Costello, clearly. <laughs> and we are uh, looking good. Oh. That's Mr. Kellogg, I think. <laughs> it's the haunted studio. In the building. You see oh, yeah. what I mean? Well, I think it was the whole building. That just was wow. This is the studio that even you guys aren't going to come in here, eh? No. Hey, Tony, do you know what the, uh, the no frills or black and gold equivalent of uh, Fruit Loops is called? What? Black Guardian and- Loops! <laughs> black and gold fruity rings. <laughs> well, that just sounds like something John Inman would eat. <laughs> That's just oh. terrible. Ooh, we'd like a fruity ring. <laughs> having a meeting of Fruit Loops, yeah, it's a bit too much fun. What about Guardian? Let's have a cereal that frightens people. <laughs> who eats Guardian? Someone with gout. Guardian. It sounds like someone who needs a lot of taking care. Someone, uh, someone old in a dressing gown. Yep. New Kellogg's Exorcist. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very onion. I don't know what was going on at that meeting. Mm. Mm. Here's something else I wanted to ask you about, Robin. Mm. Is it true that this kind of shonk goes on with the sizing of your women's clothing, uh. where they round it up a bit to make you feel thinner? Yes. Oh. So you're more predisposed to buying the product. Oh, Ooh, I I like in, oh look product. at me. I fit into a 10 kind of deal. Mm. It's called vanity sizing. Is that going on? Yes, it certainly is. I'm a size 18, currently wearing an 8. <laughs> <laughs> and it looks and lovely. And it's got me fooled. <laughs> But I'm happy and I'm buying everything in the shop. <laughs> really? I'm a size six. I'll have ten of them. You've obviously been eating Guardian. <laughs> <laughs> Vanity sizing. It's funny, isn't it? It's a funny concept. Yeah, so rounding up. Do men do that with their own genitalia? <laughs> I find it unusual that in the era of metrification, men's genitals are still going with inches. Don't you think it would have been more flattering to go over to centimetres? <laughs> been... Isn't that odd? I thought you meant upsizing on, like... Testicles. No, I've got four. <laughs> we had Which a bloke. Stupid. <laughs> we were talking about a bloke on the show last week who was who was smuggling six uh, rare birds' eggs through customs. <laughs> when they said, "What's that in your underpants?" He said, "Oh, those are my testicles." <laughs> oh, thank you not to stare. Why are they tweeting? They do that. <laughs> those are my testicles. Now take them away to be hatched. <laughs> Me, I, have to, I have to regurgitate worms into my testicles. Oh. So you mentioned the planning. Well, yeah, six. They'll buy that. <laughs> Sorry. Well, we've covered the vanity there size issue. That's that done. Look at this. Uh, more and more Australians mm. are changing their names. The headline is uh, warning of crime and terror risk as more Australians change their names. And then they've got famous name droppers, Rove McManus, actually John McManus. What's he up to? Whoa. You work with Rove. (laughs) What is I have no idea. I've always known him as Rove, but I did know his original name was John, sure. What's his evil plan? Clearly up to something. Yeah. What happened to he John? He shaved off his beard about. early on too. <laughs> you couldn't have That's it. You couldn't have a Tonight Show called John. Well, no, you couldn't. You just well, actually, you could. It might be the sort of yeah. thing that I'd watch. But do you find <laughs> uh, when you're reading the newspaper and they have articles about that bloke Carl Rove in America, you think it's the local yes. Rove, and it's got Rove to be impeached, and you're going, "Oh, my charade wasn't that bad this week." <laughs>
It used I, to be uh, like that when Jeffrey Rush was in the news all the time, and then you would see things like Rush to buy tickets to Bon Jovi. <laughs> oh, it's not Jeffrey Rush; it's just a general rush. There's a guy at my mum's work, and on Friday his name was like um, you know Darren McPherson, and then mm. on Monday he came in and said, "Can I have everyone's attention, please? Mm. Please, uh, I'd like to everyone now. My name is now February Sagittarius, and uh, that's what I'd like to be known as." And then sat down. Wow. Oh, and how long was it before he was just hoisted from a forklift and <laughs> hit with rubber piping? February is still doing a fine job with the Australian government. Thank you. Goodness me. Robin Butler, that's a real name. Well, there was somebody in, I think there was a weapons of mass destruction uh, first investigation into the sort of mm. fraudulent nature of it in England, and it was Lord Robin Butler. So right? Robin Butler... Right. Uh, you know, Howard, Mr. Howard actually said, if you'll just listen to what Robin Butler says... <laughs> It says, oh, finally. that on record. <laughs> yeah. How many times in your life has someone come up to you, Robin, and gone, mm. I'll get you, Butler? Oh, too many, Tony. <laughs> that might be the 679th. <laughs> I might stop. <laughs> it's time for a Guardian, everybody. And then we've got an exclusive Peter Costello press conference. Please don't turn off. It's going to be good. Get this. And I reckon they're going to fail on this as well. For the award-winning Mercedes-Benz Vito on Triple M. Let's get this on Triple M. Oh, yeah. Around the nation. You remember how this works, Ed? Yep. <laughs> Robin's here. She's Sweet. impressed. Mm, it's a tight ship you run Isn't here. It? Isn't it? Do you love that Peter Costello? Do you like his work? I love Peter Costello. He's so smug. Have you been carrying mm. something around uh, about him in your wallet for 14 yeah. years? Yeah, 14 years. I've got a little note <laughs> really? about him. Mm. This <laughs> man will go nowhere, it says. What did you say, Ed? <laughs> He's so smug. He's the smuggest. See, you're onto something there. He should start promoting that like it's a good thing. That's what I reckon. The smuggest <laughs> man in politics. <laughs> Smuggle up to Costello. The smug is back. <laughs> Bring the smug. <laughs> should be leaning on it like it's a good thing. I think we were talking about how yesterday on the show about how, um, you know, there's going to be no petrol soon. Mm. And, uh, you know, everyone's panicking. There was a Four Corners the other night. Mm. And, mm. and I told Ed, and Ed hadn't seen it. And he just goes, oh, that sounds great. We'll all be getting around on foot, <laughs> high-fiving each other. <laughs> My world. That's my world. That's the world I'm hoping for. So you're free and easy guy. If everyone was had such a cheerful attitude to peak oil, it wouldn't be the big problem we think it's going to be. That's right. They're so down in the mouth, those scientists, aren't they? All right. Now I don't want people to tune over uh, to a station playing something else. Bruce Hornsby in the range, for example. (laughs) Hang on. But but we are going to have Peter Costello on the show in a few moments. Uh There, we just lost a few right oh, there. Come on, the bring text. the smug. That's Tom Petty here at Get This on Triple M. Robin Butler's with us this morning. Do you get into the podcasting? What do you do on your one at Tough Love? We, uh, <laughs> well, when I say You've we. no idea. I say each show, I try to remember each show to say, don't forget to download the podcast, mm. triplem.com.au. Have you ever done it? Have I ever actually physically done the podcast? Mm, mm. Don't be ridiculous. What's on there? Bits of stuff. <laughs> no, uh, I true. know. We, we, go, we go and have a little meeting yeah. at, at the back in the production studio and we say we think this will be good for the podcast. Yeah, no. And, you know, we, we don't tool away ourselves. We're just constantly told what we can't put in the podcast. People I have been know, requesting things. I know. I know uh, Shane Walsh wants the mm. Jack Johnson. What was the Jack Johnson? That was when we had him doing the theme to... Uh, Dakota. And the Hills Have Eyes. <laughs> yeah, and it was all the same. <laughs> it was exactly the same. Yeah. As a Jack Johnson song. 
Mm. Korea. Therefore, we can't put that up on the podcast. Right, People sorry, wanting Shane. when the Patterson Lakes kiddies. Oh, I love them. When we took on the team, the kiddies at Patterson Lakes Primary School radio station. Yeah. Uh, oh, yes. Buried them. Yeah. yeah. Buried We them. ran attack promos. Yeah. They had it too easy for too long. <laughs> yeah. Let's see what the other mob call entertainment. Well, we, that had music under it. Copyright music. So I've we been can't saying, Tone, since we started this program, Robin, mm. what we need to do to mm. get out of the copyright music, we need to have a glockenspiel mm-hmm. and a Casio 100 set up out the back, and mm. we play our own music to put under stuff. But can yeah. you play an instrument? See, no. Mm. Mr. Marsden, can you play an instrument? I can do a mean dulcimer, but that's about it. There we go. Right. Do you Nikki? even know what that is? No. Yeah, it's an animal, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Nicky can't play. I think that's play. an impression of the Robin? foreign film actor. Uh, I can pl- I can play the piano quite well. See? I went to sixth grade in piano. There we go. I got hit by a big beefy nun three times a week, so <laughs> that made me... She she really just Unrelated she or? the crap out oh. of me. No, no, no. Yeah, she wasn't my piano teacher. <laughs> she just came around, which was odd. Um, gee, I'm scarred. Yeah. yeah. Never touch the piano again. All right. Mm. So you're not, not So in. I'm out. So okay. that's the end I'm of out. that. Sweet. We're we gonna, that. We'll have to have humming under every stitch. <laughs> Spoon solos. <laughs> Hand slapping solos. All right. Look, we can play certain things, though. Okay. Uh, there is lots in the podcast. I don't want to suggest there isn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. It's bacon-filled. Lots with sna- lots for Snatto fans. Plenty of Snatto this week. Uh, we've had a, an email from Ben at don't mention the name of my work because we're not supposed to be listening to you. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, we want, uh, you've got to bring back the yellow-bellied snake at a barbecue. <laughs> I need it for my ringtone. See, people ah, need things yes. This was a quote. This was a union leader in, in Victoria. John Howard is as welcome in Melbourne today as a yellow-bellied black snake in a barbecue. It's true. <laughs> wow, he gave that something, didn't he? It's true. He did, but they, although that's not really uh, where public opinion is at at the moment because people are seem to be falling in love with John Howard. All over again. Yeah. It's because uh, of Peter Costello. Like, Peter Costello is basically giving Howard a huge boost. He certainly is. And he keeps throwing these press conferences. Have you noticed that? Yeah. Mm. I think we can cross to one of those now. Right. Uh, Mr Costello, do you think the Prime Minister intends to hand over the reins of power to you at any time in the future? Oh, look, that's a matter for him. Uh, he, he's, as, as I understand it, uh, considering the matter and uh, he'll uh, make a statement at an appropriate time. Right, so you've got nothing further to add? Oh, uh, Look, I, I think I've said uh, uh, all I intend to on, on the matter. Uh, obviously, it's a, a matter for the Prime Minister and uh, it would be uh, inappropriate of me to uh, comment on the matter further. But uh, didn't you call this press conference to, to clear <laughs> everything up? Oh, look, uh, you people don't seem to hear me. I, I, I've said all I'm going to say on the matter and uh, I'll make a further statement... Uh, at an appropriate time. Right. Well, when you say the matter, you mean whether you're going to be Prime Minister? <laughs> no. Look, I, I think it'd be uh, inappropriate uh, for me to comment on that matter. But why can't you just come out and say it? I want to be Prime Minister. <laughs> Look, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not going to respond to that at this time. Just say it. I want to be Prime Minister. Go on, just try it. I, uh, I, uh, feel an, uh, an orderly transition would be, uh, 
appropriate. Do you think this is why people hate you so much? Because you can't give a straight answer. It's always the matter and orderly transitions and appropriate times. <laughs> Look, uh, it, uh, it uh, wouldn't be appropriate for me to respond to that matter at this juncture. So why did you call us here? Oh, look, uh, I'm here to release a, uh, a statement in which I'll uh, announce a, a further series of uh, press conferences further down the track where at that appropriate time I'll be making a series of announcements with regard to still further press conferences in which the matter will be addressed in an appropriate manner and at a not inappropriate time. Uh, but really, it's, it's a matter for the Prime Minister and he'll be making an appropriate statement and uh, I'll be responding with a further statement in an appropriate manner at uh, a future juncture at an appropriate time. Right. Uh, isn't it true you've told the Prime Minister if he gives you the job, you'd be prepared to wear a Hannibal Lecter-style faceplate in public to protect people from your appalling sneer? <laughs> Oh, that's uh, not an appropriate question and uh, it wasn't said <laughs> at an appropriate time or in an appropriate way, so uh, I'm not going to respond to that. Can you give us uh, anything at all? <laughs> oh, look, uh, I can offer you a, a slight smirk, if you like. Here it comes. Look, uh, I don't think that's uh, an appropriate response. Obviously, someone from the ABC. <laughs> oh. That's the fray over my head here at Get This on Triple M, where Robin Butler's very kindly come in early. What will you do between now and your show? Oh, I can. Well, what I'd normally do, actually, I'd go and sit in front of the internet and look at porn. There you go. <laughs> And some news stories. Yes, they, Gee, they clamp down know. on that here. I tell you what. So Mick hasn't demanded that the porn blocking software be fitted throughout the top <laughs> love offices. No. If he was more computer savvy, he might. Uh, let's, sh let's be storm on that. He's not got a computer. No. He's never, as long as I've known him, he's never, he doesn't know what the internet is. No, he's still working on the stone tablets. <laughs> it's going well, though. Yeah. Takes a little while, but... It takes a long time to get some good porn <laughs> happening on the stone tablets. <laughs> but it's worth the wait. It's worth it. It's more Jeez, a sculpture. It's worth it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We've got the stone tablet blocking software. <laughs> oh, look, let's, let's have... This is a good cue, I think, for Crime Watch. <laughs> 15 S4, requesting roadblocks at every exit. Yes, up the chips, that huh? is, of course, the oh, thing no. from Chips. That makes me ponch. That makes you the other one. All right. <laughs> is the other one good? I can't remember. Chips is before Ed's time. Is ponch Eric Estrada? That's right. Yeah, right. Is I don't know who the other one is. Dom DeLuise. Dom DeLuise, oh. that would have been good. He would have had to be in a sidecar, though. That's what I thought. I was thinking of a large man in a sidecar. No. A dream of mine. It's just the other bloke from Chips. All right. That's what he refers to himself as. I'm looking for crime stories. Hey, yeah, I got something here. Oh, what is it? Well, it's sort of like a um, a warning, uh, Robin. Oh. The uh, wear nice pants, police tell women drinkers. Uh, <laughs> women going on boozy nights have been warned by police to wear nice pants in case they fall down drunk in the street. Right? <laughs> okay. And it says here, if you fall over or pass out, remember your skirt or dress may ride up. 
you should show off more than you intended for our all of our sakes. Please make sure you wear nice pants and that you've recently had a wax. Mm. <laughs> recently had... Sorry, I'm just writing that down. Yeah. Wax. Now here's some Crime Stoppers reenactments of people who weren't wearing nice pants. <laughs> a wooga! <laughs> do, you, do you remember these legs? Crime. Oh, that's terrible. So there you go. Wow. Uh, and then it also says, you know, perhaps you should stick with friends, book a taxi and watch the amount that you drink. Those are side mm. issues. Once you've got the good pants on. Yes. Coke over Nice nose. pants with a big, strong belt. There you go. <laughs> I'd be saying, like a chastity belt wouldn't go astray. Oh, right, yeah. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm, with, yeah. I'm with you now. <laughs> I was just going to say that the pants <laughs> make it easier for women in nightclubs to run away from shame worn. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's thinking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what is... So this is where Crime Watch has been reduced to. Wear uh, nice that, pants. Mm. That's, that's good advice. That is good advice. It's a strategy. There you go. Have you been a victim of crime, Robin? This is my favourite crime story, which I just thought of. Uh, one, A couple of friends of mine have got three kids, and mm. at the time their little girl was three, and it's actually a terrible thing that happened, that uh, they were all at home and someone walked in off the street and walked into the house, and the only the, the little girl was the one in the sort of family room. She was mm. the only one in that part of the house, and they live in a big house. And this guy came in and saw the uh, the mum's handbag and took out her wallet and then right. saw the little girl. And she looked at him and he looked at her and he just did a, you know, shh gesture to yes. her and took the wallet and left. And because she was only three, it didn't really faze her, you know, right. because right. she didn't get the enormity of it. So the police came and a young sergeant, young constable or whoever, probably constable, um, you know, was very serious about mm. it and said, uh, yeah, we're going to get to the bottom of this and who saw... Uh, who saw the crime happen and uh, they said, well, it was only our three-year-old. And oh, All right. Do you think you could draw a picture of uh, the man you saw? Are you serious? And so she went, yes. And so she sat there diligently at her little table and drew a picture. And went, mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, and she handed it to him and said, sure, this is what he looked like. And then everybody looked and there was just like a stick figure. <laughs> Right, and then he didn't quite know what to do, and he said, "Well, I'll take this down to the station and uh, see if we get any leads." I think I'll someone find out where Sticky McGee's been this morning. We want to talk to him. Thin man, <laughs> a very large head. Uh, like to think that would be over the shoulder of the newsreader on that night's bulletin. He's got uh, three fingers and uh, no feet. And as you can see, he lives in a square house with a. It's either a bush or some smoke coming out of the ground. Uh, there is so much crime. What about this story? Stinking rotten scoundrels. Have oh, yeah? you seen this? Where are they up to? Thieves are throwing a foul substance on bank customers before robbing them in a new trend. Police are concerned about it's the trend. Ta- it's a trend. It's come here from South America. Sweet. Mm. Apparently. I mean, We've imported it. Seven people in Melbourne fell victim to this uh, tactic in one week last month. Uh, the thieves watch their victims in the bank as they withdraw money, then follow them. After a short distance, one of the offenders will throw a foul-smelling substance, possibly faeces, onto the victim's oh. back and hair. Two of the offenders will then come to the victim's aid and start patting the substance from them. In the chaos, another one of the offenders will steal the victim's money. All of the offenders will then walk off, each covering uh, themselves in various amounts of poo, presumably. Wow. Whoa. Wow. Uh, 
Um, we should talk about that in a sec, but that reminds me, when I lived in... Uh, <laughs> Hang on! <laughs> We're just going to go move I, on from that, are we? No, just one second. Before I forget, when I lived in, uh, in Sydney, in, uh, in Newtown, every now and again, uh, you'd walk to the bus stop to go to university or, or work in the morning. Mm. And everyone was just sort of looking around over their shoulder because there was this woman that would come running around the... A crazy lady would run, come running around the corner with handfuls of you know, of her own feces, unfortunately, and just hurl it at the people waiting at the bus stop and then run back around the corner. So much so that they built a shelter at the bus stop <laughs> to try and prevent oh, her attacks. Her shelter? Yeah. <laughs> Dear me. Yeah, right. it was terrible. That's, again, see, this is one of these crimes that's only committed so that someone will have to do it on Crime Stop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The reenactments. Anyway, back to those guys. Well, next time I get poo thrown at me, I'm clutching my purse. Yes. Yeah. i tell you what, I know what's going to happen next. Exactly Good right. advice. <laughs> next time. But, you know, if you're yeah. thinking you're getting into Won't crime. Get fooled again. No. Is that the sort of crime you're going to choose? Yeah, how did, they mean, come, how did they come up with that? Barry, I like crime, but can we just do one with less poo involved? <laughs> no, all right? No. Something where I end up with less poo on uh, me. Excuse me, <laughs> we didn't get rich by not throwing poo, so we're not changing now. <laughs> Can we leave out the patting down part? No, sir. Patting down is crucial. All right? I've got now. hygiene issues. Okay, fine. Look, here, take your handful of poo. We're going out. Counterfeiting. Arson. These okay. don't involve poo. Could we start there? Well, they could. <sighs> All right. We're looking for crime. Yep. Clean crime, preferably. Well... What have you got for us? Anything at all? Something you were involved in? Something you were the victim of? Something yeah. you were the perpetrator of? Or mm. just something you've uh, read in the paper and cut out like we do? <laughs> or a master plan. <laughs> oh, so a scheme. Oh, yeah. That maybe nice. you just want to run up the flagpole. Yeah, I love, mm. a, I love a scheme mm. slash scam slash caper. Got a caper? Oh, caper. <laughs> love to hear about it. If you've got an imbroglio in progress, <laughs> we'd like to know about it. Give us a call, one triple three five three. Who did we have there? Avril Lavigne. Of course it was. Having a go with her complicated. Absolutely. Isn't Thank you. you know? Thank God it is back, Robin. Oh, see? Oy. It's the Haunted Studio. Here we go. Richard? No, no, He's got a bone to pick with. He does. Richard Marsden yeah. panels our show used to panel uh, Tough Love, did he this not? This takes me back because we were actually in this studio, I think, a couple of yes. years ago. Yeah. yeah, not for long. Yeah. <laughs> no one else has survived this studio. <laughs> we love it. Uh, uh, it let's is have a chat. Crime Watch. Hang on, what about the theme? Uh, Formalities, protocol... I don't like this one. <laughs> 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 we need one from your generation. Yeah. We need the 21 Jump Street theme. Yeah, that'd be all right. I, I've, I've been uh, trying to see how we can get the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles theme in this show for a while. We'll bring mm -hmm. it in. Done. Bring it in. We'll I'll use it, it for something. <laughs> Nothing goes to waste. Who have we got with a bit of crime Hi, on the line? Hi, Christy. Hi. How are you? Good, thank you. Good. Uh, some crime for us? Yeah, I got. I had the police come and visit me for throwing horse manure at somebody. Good, oh. good. <laughs> to, to hire you to throw horse manure at somebody, or because you the did? Cracked what? Because I did. Uh, who did you throw it at, and why did you throw it at him? And my, did you hit him? It was my next door neighbour. Yeah. And um, my friend and I we were only teenagers. We were. Some baking in the backyard, and we busted him perving on us. So oh, well, so we threw horse manure at him, and he went and called the police. And yeah, the police didn't do anything, though. They were laughing so much. That they yeah, fair enough. Um, that's a, a beautiful story. Apparently, <laughs> who is very big with neighbours? Really? Yeah. Yes, once when we had a very irate neighbour who was quite mad and um, Wayne, my husband, was, you know, sanding back some chairs or something really simple and she reported us to the council as having um, a factory 
Yeah. In the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A sweatshop. She was quite mad. And yes, we had six sort of Vietnamese women out the back. We smuggled into the country. And, um, and, uh, the, the, the council guy said came around had to inspect the place that it wasn't a factory mm. and said look this is quite common and particularly old women you're lucky it didn't involve feces because wow. there's a big thing they love getting feces involved it's it's just a primal really? thing wow. I think right. we've uncovered something uh, we've got a factory next door back <laughs> the horse up <laughs> We've got some work to do. That's a factory. Thank you, Christy. Thank you, Christy. Uh, hello, Nathan. Yeah, g'day. How you going? Very good, man. What's your crime? What's going on? Uh, a few years back, this was in a small country town up in North Queensland. Mm. One of the local hoodlums decided to get drunk, break into a house, mm. trash the place, um, continue to drink the fellow's alcohol who he broke into, passed out on the floor, mm. and this fellow turns up home. Uh, a few hours later, who happened to be the local bad boy in town, oh dear. kicked the living crap out of him, mm-hmm. calls the, the cops arrive and go, what happened to him? And he just goes, I don't know. That, you know what that is? That hoodlum committed the perfect crime. <laughs> he managed to uh, get himself beaten up because he passed out on the floor of the house yeah. he broke into. Master criminal. Well, yeah. what's the message there? If you're in North Queensland... You know. Stay sober. There you go. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> can, if you can. Uh, How many so- stories do we get on the segment where someone broke in and the crime was all planned perfectly and, oh, yeah. look at that delicious cake. Mm. I might just eat mm. all of that mm. and drink all of this scotch. Mm. It's the Goldilocks syndrome. <laughs> what are those bars on the window? <laughs> it is the Goldilocks syndrome. Uh, Andrew's with us. You there, Andrew? I am. Are you a criminal, sir? No. No. Mine was more of a, a, it was a plot when uh, Good. Y2- what Y2K was on. Oh, yes. Oh, we, yeah. <laughs> were, you were you one of those people that was planning to stand in front of an ATM and just watch the cash come <laughs> cascading out? Well, that would have been good. I never thought of that. Yeah, no. <laughs> Y2K. I'd forgotten about Y2K. Oh, that was a ruse. Well, we- we had it planned. I had a friend who actually worked at a uh, fuel refinery oh, yes. uh, depot, and I worked in another place that had a generator ready for just in case all the power and everything dropped out. Yeah. And we had it planned that we were going to, if, if it happened at midnight and everything died, mm. we were going to go and hijack this uh, tanker, <laughs> and we were going to take and uh, get the generator as well on the back of the truck, mm. and we we're going to take it all back to our place and guard it like Mad Max style. That's an an increasingly sensible plan. Uh, yeah, that's that's not looking so crazy <laughs> well, now. Well, we'd also, we'd also figured, but wouldn't it be funny, though, if all this happened and we did that and, and um, then we just found out that our power got disconnected. <laughs> <laughs> I've also got another theory on your poo-throwing thing. Yeah, sure, yes, sure. why not? I, I think this it probably started with monkeys at the zoo. Yeah, it does, right. it does. Yes. There's often, uh, Funniest Home Videos is my favourite TV show, yeah. and there's often brilliant footage of people taping the monkeys, yeah. and then sort of, you know, the monkey hurls something, and then they're all sort of, they all kind of yeah. fall yeah. over out of shot. It's great. Barry, so the, mon- right. the monkey here at Triple M doesn't fling his own poo around. No. He's no, not no. a criminal in training. No, no. he's got we do that for him. ZZ Top CDs to fling mm. around. Thanks to, <laughs> thanks to everybody. Thank you, Andrew. Uh,
more pungent. Uh, <laughs> for taking part in Crime Watch today, there is a lot of crime out there. Watch out for people at service stations just uh, filling up on petrol and driving Yeah, off. I've heard this is rampant. Yes. They're getting like 30 a day at some service stations. Wow. That's a really stupid thing. Don't do that. No. Mm. Go in and pay for the petrol because if you just drive off, you miss the opportunity to get those cheap chocolate bars. That's true. Next That's to the right. cash register. That's true. You're doing you, yourself more harm than good. You miss the upsell, people. <laughs> there you are. They always do that. You know, whenever yeah. you're in the, uh, the service station these days, yeah. you buy something and they're like, can I interest you in um, six things of great Mentos uh, for $3? Like, uh, no, sir. I know. Uh, I'd like to think that... couldn't interest me in those. If you went to Saudi Arabia and went to, like, this huge oil refinery oh, yeah. and to fill up on your tanker with yeah. petrol to bring it back to Australia, there'd still be a bloke there going, Chiquitos, <laughs> three Chiquitos, you don't want them, they're quite cheap. But Chiquito doesn't get enough press these days. <laughs> uh, Robin, thanks for coming in. Oh, thank you. It's been delightful. Yeah. Uh, not as much uh, poo flung around as on your program, obviously. Oh, we gave it a good go. <laughs> I think we did. I'll tell you what. I think we have a new moratorium on a certain yeah, phrase yeah, on this no, show. It's gone. Thanks to everyone who took part and thanks to everyone who contributes to the program. Mr. Marsden on the buttons, our excellent producer, Nikki Hamilton. Yeah. What about Katie on the phones and Matt Dow up to wow. all hours um, yeah. abusing um, songs with the word Otto Fister. That's all he does. Yeah, and he does a fine job. And Ed Cavalier, thanks for coming back. Mate, lovely to be back. Lovely to see you all. And we've got a, a top week uh, coming up next week. Don't know what it is, but it, it will be top. <laughs> and our key phrase today, I think, was snap, crackle, guardian. <laughs> and we will be back on Monday with, hey, get this, Peter Grace, the first man to ever speak on FM radio all in right. this country, all thanks to the Mercedes Vito. Now it's allowing you.